and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. Ted T.S. Spirides. And Katie Spirides. And uh, made it through the first weekend of quarantation. What what is it? Quarantined? Quarantine. Quarantine. Um, I guess, how was your guys' weekends? Well, we're here on a Monday, so (laughs) it's not that much different. Yeah. It was weird waking up Saturday and not having training. I will say that. Yeah, it's um, it's been a very emotional few days as far as you know, outside of or outside of my family or our families, lacrosse is pretty much life, and it's been completely ripped away yeah. from us. Um, and in from, the busiest, most lacrosse yeah. on the schedule time of year. Yep. Yeah, and and you know. Obviously, we we coach and make a living coaching lacrosse, and then you know we're really like our the relationships that we have outside of our families are lacrosse relationships, and you know we feel bad for college players that yep. had their season canceled, um, high school players that are wondering if if and what's going to happen with their season. Yeah, you know other coaching colleagues, you know whatever and whatever. So. Um, you know, I heard it called Black Thursday, um, oh. on the twelfth, where like every sport canceled their or suspended or canceled. It was just, um, I can honestly say I've never been, I've never really experienced something quite like that before yeah. in a position of like leadership and decision making. Obviously, September eleventh was sort of the last time where the world kind of stopped, right? Um, but you know, I was, I was a freshman in high school when that right. happened. And so it was like, you know, I'm still, my parents are making decisions. I'm just going to school and it was, I don't remember anything really being canceled besides like the flights. Yeah. Like the, obviously it, airlines stopped. Airlines stopped and like they, uh, they was postponed. school canceled no, or I don't remember yeah. not going to school. School was not canceled. I know they postponed a few baseball games like late okay. in the year oh, before the yeah, World yeah, Series yeah, yeah, and then yeah. some NFL games I think maybe postponed right. but like after a week or so it was kind of like we're going to get back to everything yeah. and um I don't I really don't think school was canceled but just the the speed at which this whole public health thing has just changed everything by the hour was just a unique experience yeah. where on Tuesday and Wednesday, it was like, all right, we're just gonna wash our hands more, but we're not gonna, not gonna worry about this. And then yeah. Thursday came, it was like we're gonna postpone for a week. And then Thursday afternoon came, yeah, it was yeah. like we're gonna shut down. And then Thursday night came, and every pro sports league had suspended yeah. their season. And then by Friday, every you know the March Madness had been canceled. <laughs> yeah. And who would have guessed that? Who? Tell nobody me, nobody you know they, they were talking about the no fan situation i was like oh that'd be really weird but okay they're still gonna have the tournament you yeah. know or, or or the pro sports oh no fans in the stands really okay i never heard of that before but like oh maybe we'll just like watch sports you know on like the virtual reality we'll all get some goggles and we'll watch yeah. virtual reality sports and and then it was like and then boom yeah and it's like saturday and so now like sports are gone mm-hmm. and Minnesota governor gets on TV on Friday or gets on his, or on his press conferences like 
we're not going to close schools. This doesn't, oh, there's see, no yeah. effect yeah. on kids, for kids yeah. going to school. This doesn't contribute to the spread of this virus. And everybody's like, okay. And then Sunday rolls around. They're like, we're going to, we're going to cancel school starting Wednesday. And then Monday rolls around. They're like, nope, we're just going to cancel yeah, everything. Some, some it, so it's just, it was that really slow build like early last week where it was like something like everybody kind of knew what to do and it kind of seemed really steady. And then it seemed like on when like Thursday afternoon was really when the shoe dropped. Yeah. And, and so obviously at 36, we've, we've made some adjustments and, and, you know, try to do the best we can. I think again, when you look at something like this, there's people that are playing to the extremes of, we have one side that says, I don't care. I'll go out. I don't care if I get this virus, like bring it on. Yeah. Like Corona, coronavirus, like versus the world, you know, kind of thing. Like, and and they're going to bars and they're still, that's what I'm shocked about. Like some cities are shutting the bars down, which is like restaurants and like, but then I'm seeing a bunch of social media stuff where people are just out. Like it's normal. I'm like, again, two extremes. Like you're saying, it's like crazy. You got like that end of the spectrum where it's like really, they do not believe it's real is zero worry, zero, um, zero follow through on right. some of like the yeah. recommendations yeah. of like these health officials. And then you have this other side that's like, we, we need to, you know, hoard toilet paper and yeah. we, we, we can't leave our <laughs> and house macaroni and cheese. And we like, we're going to, we're never going to like let our people, you know, kids go outside like, yeah. and, and sort of like this complete, like, almost like an, like an atomic what apocalypse yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, of like, yeah. we're not going to leave our house kind of right. thing. And it's, yeah. and again, it probably the right answer probably falls somewhere in between. I think Katie, you made a good point of if you don't need to do something for at least for the time being, like try to try to just stay put. Right. Like it's kind of like a snowstorm. Like it if you is. don't have it to really go, feels like if you don't here. have to go out on the roads, don't. Right. Because it's just going to add to the problem. Right. But you we know, understand we can't, we can't, some people have to get. If you have to get to, to work, work or if you are in, in a situation where there's an emergency, like you, you have to just right. to do it. So I don't. I th- again, I think it's somewhere in the middle. But what I guess where my point of view is, and and not that anybody asked, but it's like it's clear that we need to do something and. It's like if if there's a quarantine or a social distancing or isolation, whatever you want to call this, if if like half the people don't do it, then nobody need, should be doing. You know yeah. what I like? It's like if if only half the people are committed to it, right? It's, then it's like it doesn't really matter, right? It's like sports. If half the teams bought into the system, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yep. <laughs> that's not enough. And and so like. It, as somebody who is trying to follow these policies and like stay away from public places and not go out if I don't have to and mm-hmm. not just kind of live my life as normal. Yeah. But then you, like you said, on social media, you see all these people just being like, right. fuck it, you know, yep. or, or excuse me, you know, <laughs> uh, screw it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, but I like, and I know like I apologize for the language, but it kind of feels like that's the attitude oh, yeah, it, a little it, bit. It feels yeah. like, like it's like disrespecting and it, it and it's kind of like an entitlement you know yeah an entitlement of of i don't care yeah and i don't care if someone dies and yeah. and you know because and, i'm not gonna get it so then i don't care what my actions 
yeah. do in the in the ripple effect of yeah. a contagious so, disease. Anyway, um, it's been a very interesting to uh, say the few least. Days. Yeah, I think it's just the the constant sort of like anxiety on our shoulders of something else is looming of like yep. what's next of like what's next to be canceled or what's next to be the thing that's going to be taken away from us but i don't know i kind of had this weird thought of that like this is the universe answering all of our wishes on sunday afternoon when we're all praying i don't want to go to work tomorrow i just want i just want a day off and i want to do nothing and here we get it. We get two weeks of that. Yeah. And the first thing people do is just like, well, what do you mean I can't? What do you mean this is canceled and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. And I just think that's kind of funny. But I was like, maybe we've all like sort of brought this upon ourselves of like the mm-hmm. universe's way to be like, you better chill out here and look at all the other things and look at what we do have abundance. And mm. I mean, we're all in the situation of, you know, being able to follow those guidelines and we're able to make those decisions, although hard, it was a very hard decision to make and we didn't take it lightly, um, but we're able to follow those and we're able to have a space to go to and buy groceries on the drop of a hat pin or whatever it was and yeah. be fortunate in that way. But the one thing I didn't think of until like Friday night was that with no sports meant no sports on TV. I had not even put those two things together that I was like, oh, we'll just watch them on TV. Like the fact that the games were not going to be played. Mm -hmm. Mom made a comment of like, oh, you'll have to come over and play board games with dad and I. And I was like, that's weird. I was like, you guys never do that. And I was like, why would she want me to do that? And then it's like like 24 hours later, I was like, oh my gosh, because there will be nothing on TV to watch. Like, especially because that's what our dad prefers to watch on TV. And like, not like movies. Yeah, Yeah, movies or anything. And it was like, I hadn't even gone to think about that. And then Saturday we had the radio on and there was no sports to talk about. They're either. like, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? Like there was, I was like, oh my gosh, like the ripple effect of, and like some of the Instagrams of like the players being home. Yep. Of like, that must be so bizarre for them to be, you know, hockey and basketball in the thick of their season, spring training. Mm-hmm. I asked, I asked people, I was like, the spring training, like they all went home. Like, think about just starting your season, you're gearing up, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, that must be a really bizarre experience for not only the athletes that travel and play these big-ticket games and just have that completely off the table, but the sportscasters, the radio or TV, you know, news obviously has something to talk about, but, like, sports news, like mm-hmm. there's literally nothing to talk about. There's no high school or you can't even trickle it down. But like the fact that or any any industry where they travel a lot for work and just not doing that, it's complete like abrupt change in their system and in their yeah. routine, which and which is what they're trying to tell us all. They're like, don't do your daily routine. Don't mm-hmm. go to these places. And hmm. um, yeah, the, the live events and yeah. trade show industry yeah. and, and even like restaurants. Yeah. And, um, you know, I need, all I want to do is and even eat. lacrosse coaching and yep. training and, yep. um, it's all done. One thing though, that I do want to touch on is c- kind of the, the ripple effect that's going to happen on the college season being canceled. And this, this is for lacrosse players, mm-hmm. but also other spring sports. Right. Yeah. And I think I don't want to get into winter sports. They, they may grant eligibility I for hope they some, do. but, um, 
you know, I, I actually had a conversation with a player who who's currently in college. They're not a senior. And, you know, I had just texted them and said, you know, hey, like, sorry to hear about your season. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that. And like, you know, feel bad and, and, you know, we'll get through this or whatever, just kind of a sentiment. Um, and I, and I said, I'm glad the NCAA is going to grant extra eligibility. And they made a great point, And I didn't think of this is like, it seems really nice that the NCAA granted another year for, for this, but they've just made their problem. Somebody else's problem. They just said, great. Yeah. We'll give everybody eligibility. Well, now the administrators and the coaches and the players are the ones that have to make the tough decision. Mm. What do you mean by that? Well, like a senior. So if well, you so, so if you have a senior and they were a senior this year and and they and NCA goes, "Great, you can have eligibility. You can you can come back for another year." Yeah. That senior now it, now they have to make a decision if they want to take it or not. You know, maybe they had a job lined up. Right. Especially a spring sport athlete. Yeah. yeah. They have a job lined up and they have to wait and then what are they going to do? for an entire another you know an, another whole year before that spring sport happens. Right, if you're not going to pick up a masters or something that's kind of a tough so, tough sell. So, all right. So, now they've they've com- they've completed their coursework and and, and what are they going to do until that season? So, now that's mm-hmm. a senior going, "All right, okay, let's say they want to get a masters. Who's going to pay for that? If they're on scholarship or they even have any scholarship money?" Is that is that same offer going to be on the Waved, table? Yeah. Um, now that's on the coach. They only have so many dollars in in scholarship money. They can't. Again, NCAA may say for this year we're going to give you twenty scholar. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we have no. But though. assuming they don't, now a coach has. Again, if they have ten seniors and five go, well, I want to play a senior season. I still have stuff I want to complete in in college. Yeah. But I want. You know, I want to have my scholarship. What? How does that impact your incoming recruits? Now, do you not give them money if you don't? Are they going to go somewhere else? Tough math equation. Um, and or do you give half to the senior half, like half to the new guy? <laughs> like, you know, again, these are offers that have been like, you know, kind of agreed signed. upon and signed. Yeah, by this point, signed. Um, and and this particular player that I was talking about was like, I love the game. I want to play an extra year that, that I have it, but do I want to spend the money to go to school to do this for another year when it's like, I have to, I have to make a decision on that. So like the NCAA, oh, they're so nice for granting an extra year of eligibility, but the tough decisions are now on the coaches and the players. And you know, like even like a D three player, like it could be twenty thirty thousand dollars for you to go to school for another year. Right. Even if you take the minimum requirements to be eligible. Yeah. And you have to do that. I mean, I guess you could technically not go in the fall and then right. just enroll in the spring again. I, I, I would think you could do that, but that would just be awkward. Like, what yeah. are you going to do then? Are you going to work right. a part-time job? Like there's a lot of weird, like ramifications of just seniors just playing another year. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, despite the tough decisions, a college senior that lost his or her season could, if all the chips fall where they want them to fall and they, they like their money's no issue or whatever, they don't have a job lined up. They could play that senior year over again. What about high school players? Right. 
Like you're not just going to play another year of high school. Right. Like, I think, yeah. You and me were texting about this. Like, I, I guess technically you could, but I would say it's going to be much more rare for a, like a high school senior. Oh, yeah. Like I would say it's going to be almost non-existent for a high school player that lost their senior season to like stay back and like, right. they're just, that's just it's, not going to happen. Gonna happen. So like, I feel, I feel way worse for high school athletes. I, I do too. And well, so far they don't, not well, have a season. Well, so in Minnesota, Minnesota, it's it's not ahead. been canceled, mm. but in other parts of the country, it has mm. been. Yeah, where they've already started and and or at least suspended long right. enough. In New where, York, it's they're all like in isolation. So and so, you know, I think it's it's interesting that I guess it it's interesting to be like, oh, okay, it's all going to be okay. You can take another year. Yeah, but there's so many other factors on put now it's putting pressure on like kind of the individual programs and how that's going to impact, you know, it for, and I saw someone say like, this is going to impact every grad year down to 2024s. Yep. Because that's like now the high school age kids basically. Yeah. Cause like these sophomores, juniors who are getting recruited or about to get recruited, you know, critical development years you know mm-hmm. playing in their high school seasons and club seasons yep you miss a season yep. in your sophomore junior year like you, you can't get that back yeah. like that's yeah. it's yeah and um it's insane you know another thing that i don't know how many people know this but um uh ivy league schools do not allow grad students on their athletic rosters yeah i did read that so you have a senior Who's yeah. like, great, like, I'll just, you know, with the endowment money at these Ivy League schools, I'll just, you know, get my grant and scholarship and I'll just get a master's from Princeton. Yeah. Great. You can do that, but like, you're not playing sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is that just because the, you know, the rigors of master, you know, the master I, programs or I, I don't the grant know. Programs? I don't know why. Um, maybe somebody that listens knows. Uh, I have not I done the research it. on yeah, that. But, I haven't found and none it. of us went to Ivy League. And so <laughs> True. now you have, now you have, of course this happened. There's never a good year for a virus to wipe yeah, out yeah. the entire nation in the world. But this year, specifically in lacrosse, the Ivy League had four top 10 teams. Yeah. And Princeton was number two. Yep. And they Cornell had... was number three, I think, mm. or four. Princeton had some sweet senior, like that was a sweet senior class. Like, and so you got Penn, <sighs> you got Penn, UPenn, um, Princeton, and Cornell were all top ten ish teams. Yeah, with heavy senior classes. That sucks. And they can't play at court at the Ivy yeah. League school. Right. Well, I've already been seeing and hearing that coaches of other programs are are going oh. after them. The guys the, had their yes, season ripped away transfer, like a week yeah. ago, yeah. and there's already coaches, you know, pit bull recruiters that are in there. And again, can't blame them. You, you cannot blame them because as they're, you know, they, if they don't win games, they get fired. So if they're allowed to talk to somebody, they're going to talk to them and try to get them on their program. Some players have been like, "That's ridiculous," you know, gives these guys some time. But you know, when you're getting paid to do something. And the pressure is on for you to win. You're going to do whatever it takes to win. Hundred percent. You know, uh, and look, like they're going to go from a Princeton to like a Duke, you know, yeah. or, or or something like that. Like or uh, and, they're going to. So it's really messy. Um, you, you know what else is interesting too? Because 
you know, pro lacrosse is finally starting to get some traction. Yeah. You know, these guys were probably going to get drafted in the PLL. Like, is that going to start to be a decision? Like play that fifth year. Yeah. Go get, maybe get a master's or, or whatever, yeah, or I go th- PLL. I think PLL maybe makes the decision. I don't want to say makes the decision easier, but I think if this would have happened, if this would have happened, 10, 15 years ago. I know MLL has been around longer than that, but yeah. like now I feel like at least with the PLL, it felt like a little bit more viable in my opinion, as far as a pro league. So like, let's say I'm a senior at one of these schools yeah, and it's not really in the cards for me to play a fifth year and get that, that final senior year in my mind. If I'm one of the top guys, yeah, I could be like, I still could play four, five, seven, ten more years of really competitive lacrosse. Right. So, again, nothing will replace that senior year of college, no. especially if you had a chance to win a national championship. But it's not like 15 years ago where it's like, I'm never going to play competitive lacrosse again. Yeah. Aside from maybe like a Team USA type thing. Right. So that might make, again, I don't want to say easier because it's not easy. But that might factor in the decision to be like, all right, you know, I'm I don't want to be at school anymore. I finished everything I need to finish. I have a job lined up, but I could play pro and and still get some really competitive lacrosse, still play the game that I love yeah. without having to stay in college. Yeah, I think it's an, yeah another good option. Um, but I wonder, I, you know, I'm not in the in the front offices of the PLL. Yeah. Like I wonder, I wonder like if their draft boards just got blown up because, you know, they had yeah. their top 10 names and, you know, a bunch of seniors and shoot, are they, are they going to be eligible for the draft now? Yeah. Are they going to go back to school? Like I, I would love to be, um, you know, fly on the wall in the front offices yeah. of the PLL right now. Yeah. And another thing I kind of thought of again, like the ripple effect of if a percentage of these seniors stay for a fifth year yeah, and it impacts the offers that, 21s and 22s and 23s are going to be getting down the road at these bigger or even any D1. Yeah. Will that help spread the talent pool out a little bit hmm. to D2 and D3? Where like is or, every, or even or even lower level D1. Yeah, and so is it like will that bump everybody down kind of one notch hmm. to to probably where they should be playing versus where they they Got the stretch like, yeah. like like you know the 55th guy on Johns Hopkins roster that ne- will never touch the field ever, but, you know, pays a full tuition and has a good GPA. Yeah. Like that person obviously is talented enough to, to be somewhat considered at the division one level. Yeah. Like they, they may not be elite, but like they, they, they have some, you know, basic fundamentals, like they're yeah. probably a decent athlete. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, I don't know how many guys played at Detroit, but I'm sure there was a handful of guys that were like, yeah, that guy's never going to play. But like at practice, they, they're they not going to kill drills. Well, yeah, good scout, good scout guy, good locker room guy, probably a GPA booster of some sort. Now, and would you say, would you say the, the worst player on the Detroit roster when you were there, could they have been a good D2 player? Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, yeah, for and, sure. And it's like, or like the, the 30th guy on... Yeah, Aurora, or you know, or like some of these big time D three that carry huge rosters. Yeah, like w- will they maybe consider if guys are staying? You know, I think the draw with some of these bigger, like more powerful D three programs is like 
by the time I'm a junior, I'm going to be playing in an NCAA tournament. We're going to win our conference. Yeah. Well, if some of that talent pool stays and you know that you're not going to even be on the travel roster until your junior year versus your sophomore year or even your senior year, yeah. would you go play Division three at a newer program or a Division two at a newer program? You know, so like, how does that impact hmm. the current talent pool, and then the future recruits of what a team maybe had room for like the that bottom ten percent to just be on the roster? Yeah, and they get to say that they play Division One lacrosse, and they get to, you know, get the gear and they get to put on their resume. Well, now if you keep some of your talent every year, are they are they even going to get? A conversation now are that is that group going to be bumped down to d2 and get they might get some d2 interest but no conversations at d1 and then subsequently some of these d2 guys that are like again they, like they really made that stretch to play at d2 found a fit like are those kids not going to get conversations that are really just going to be having d3 conversations you know, you know what I mean? And then it's, does it's, the D3 talent pool spread a little right. bit? I think, I think there's definitely potential of that happening. Um, but now that I kind of think about it, there's so much, you know, sure, maybe not at the Blue Bloods. You know, like, once you get there, you're staying there. Yeah. Um, but, like, on on non-Blue Blood schools and D2s and D3s even, like, the, the roster turnover is yeah. so mm-hmm. much. And we talked about that with Turnbull. Um, is like you lose guys, yeah. you know, you lose half your class for a million different reasons right. that, you know, maybe, yeah, like the initial reaction is like, yeah, is this going to affect like the recruiting? It's like maybe not as much as we think yeah. at and, the non-blue bloods. Yeah, and maybe that, maybe it just only helps, just like the early recruiting stuff helped the smaller Division One programs to sort of, I guess, find the, the late bloomers or talent that normally would have been going to the big programs found their way to the mid tier and the lower programs, just because that's where the offers were coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when Hopkins and Duke and all these were, were filling their grad classes with eighth graders. Well then if a kid didn't pop off until a junior in high school, he may only have gotten an offer from uh, an Ivy or uh you know, Bucknell or Loyola, one of the mid, and we've seen those teams start to become a lot better yeah. because of it. Yeah. You know, Pat Spencer is a great example of that. He wasn't like really relevant till he was sophomore, junior in high school and ended up being the great, one of the best college yeah. lacrosse players, you know, mm-hmm. if not the best uh, from an athletic standpoint. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe it just, maybe it just helps some of the lower or Pro- smaller yeah. programs. programs just kind of continue to maybe find some talent that normally they wouldn't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, I think it's definitely possible. Anything else? Um, what are we working on at 36, you know, for this time and you know, what, what, what will you be seeing from us um, in the near future? Everything that we do here, maybe I shouldn't say everything. Not a lot, a lot of what we do here that we feel that can be done on your own. We are creating, I guess, virtual coaching, virtual training to aid in sort of this missed opportunity time um, where we can't be together. Uh, so there will be um, on our social channels, specifically YouTube, 
we will be posting training videos of a lot of the drills that we do here in our sessions. And we're going to try to keep it pretty consistent to the normal schedule that we've been going as far as live training to help, you know, continue to, I don't want to say motivate, but offer the training that kids would normally be having coming here and training. Yep. They can I think do motivate is a, and motivate is a and, and like, keep things as normal as possible. Like, yes, we're not supposed to be in large groups together, but we we can go out. We can still go outside. We can it's still not, go outside. If you just step outside, you're not, your, your skin's not going to melt off. Yeah. Right. Um, so um, a lot of the stuff we're going to put online will be simple drills that will allow you to get your workouts in, continue to get better, uh, continue to train and and do it whether that's individually or with one partner, uh, a sibling, a parent, uh, or a, a neighbor, a teammate. Uh, obviously, we don't want to have everybody together. That's kind right. of forbidden right we're, now. We're kind of posting and giving you guys creative ways to kind of follow the guidelines of the CDC and the, and whatever you know guidelines we're we're trying to all follow as a society, but also not forget the fact that. This is a this is a time for preparation also. And, you know, sometimes lacrosse, we like to say, is the sanctuary, is the escape from the world. And as a teenager or as adults, too, this is kind of a tumultuous time. So um, hopefully these videos can not only prepare them in, in any way, um, little, maybe a lot, might be a little bit, might be a lot, um, how these might prepare the, the players, but also kind of give them an escape and give them something to focus on other than just news and Instagram. Yeah. What was the quote you said when we were thinking about the videos and things? Yeah. Uh, Les Brown quote, it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than it is to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So it is out of our control on when that season is going to kick back in, if it kicks back in, but eventually in some moment of time in the future, the near future, you will be back on a lacrosse field. Right. Uh, and you do not want to be the person who didn't have your stick in your hand for two, four, six, eight, ten weeks uh, and be sitting around. And, um, you know, again, we don't know what's going to happen, but. Um, and as humans, we just are trying to keep all of ourselves feeling good. And this is a little bit way I think I think sometimes we try to be like, well, they can do all this at home, but um, it's been a good kind of challenge for us to to teach that how do you do this at home because what might be intuitive for us to be like no just go outside and do all these drills that might not be intuitive for some of our players or even the parents yeah. who are trying to encourage them to go outside yeah. um so just putting it out in a video um we're hoping you guys can have a little bit of access and stay connected to 36 stay connected yeah. to your sport and yeah and, and stick in your hands yeah and at, i mean even if even if you are a senior in high school yeah. and you think like, oh, the season's not going to happen or, or if that happens, like a lot of guys and gals are still planning. Gals virus old, yeah. is, is it, I'm not I, like, it's over, you know, like it, it's not over. <laughs> and like, Hey, like our, our livelihood depends on people coming to our training facility and being right. coached by us. And now they're not, a, we can't have anybody in the same room. So right. um, like, what are we, what are we going to do? All right. We'll post videos online. Yep. Well, I don't have anywhere to do it. All right. Well, you're going to have things you can do without a net and without yep. a rebounder. I think in one of the videos, literally 
some of these drills could be done in a bedroom in a of bedroom. small space. And it's like little little steps to get better. Yeah. So yeah, we expect um you know, we're 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 going to post as often as we can. Um we're going to keep it as diverse as we can, you know, some or just athlete drills, um some goalie specific, fogo, offense, defense. Um, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to keep, we're going to keep things fresh. We're going to try to hit all the targets, um, girls, boys, um, and everything in between. Yeah. And for any team 36 players and families that are listening to this, um, we are also going to start offering some player analysis as well. Um, of if you want to send us a video of you doing the drills that we are showing you, we can provide virtual kind of like online coaching, coaching um, and feedback on, on what, you know, what we see again, it's not perfect. Like in, it's not a, in real time feedback, like you'd get in person, but we feel like it's the next best thing. And even if it's like a, an old game or, or something like that, we can, we can watch a little bit. Um, and, and again, we're going to try to offer coaching in any way that we can, if we can't do it in person. Right on. Love it. Um, we'll be posting or, or not posting, but um, podcasting later this week. Yep. Um, you know, talking about the 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 number one ranked teams. Yep. Um, in the in the in the state, um, as well as other stuff, and we'll continue updating on you know the MSHSLA and you know what their guidelines are, what they're saying, um, you know schools, all that good stuff. So I know it changes every hour. Um, so we'll continue, you know, to, you know, push content, give you guys updates on what we're hearing, what we're seeing and, uh, you know, who we're talking to for sure. Talk to you guys soon.